Hello, Hello beautiful, beautiful people. people. Welcome to Wisdom Bites. <laughs> My name is David Jarzinka, and today is Father Craig Friday. Father Craig, how you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, David. How are you doing? I'm doing well, as well. You're, I'm doing as well, as well. well as you. You're well. You are a well. Yes. Full of water. <laughs> you've been getting me all day with these word associations like uh, they, they don't make any sense it. it's so dumb okay all right all right continue yeah. um so father craig fridays that's what we're doing right now and father craig fridays is when it's the time when we hear from father craig yay hey we, we, we did that part already. Right. we already did that part no i just did the father craig oh okay Hi. all father right craig hey you get part. to hear from me yeah we're we're getting we're in lent at this point right Probably. Yeah. And um, usually Lent is a time when we're sad <laughs> and we're like contemplating the suffering and whatnot. Wait, what? But, um, Father Craig, would you uh, start us off with a joke to maybe lighten the mood? <laughs> <laughs> we're in such a heavy atmosphere. We clearly need more. Yeah. So I, I actually, I was I was going to order a book on puns right here. Dad jokes. See it? Like, uh-huh. Thank you, Kaylee. Appreciate that. But um, I was going to order a book of puns last week, but I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> so as i said at the beginning we're uh we're in we're, the lenten season so let's let's talk about let's talk about good stuff let's talk about holy stuff yes like lent okay. um so as you may remember in the diocese of austin we are celebrating the year of the domestic church dedicated to saint joseph so with that each month has a theme associated with it to help us to live out our christian faith um, in the domestic church um so before we get into this month's theme, though, Father Craig, can you help mm. us to uh, understand, talk us a little bit about the seasons of the church and how can we, um, as the faithful, uh, participate in these seasons well? Yeah. Um, you know, the seasons of the church really walk us through uh, sort of, um, I, I guess, themes of the life of Christ and the life of a Christian. And it sort of models the the sum total of salvation history and makes it present in the here and now. Okay. And so, uh, of course, it starts with um, the Advent season, which is usually near the end of December, the beginning, at the end of November, beginning of December. And uh, Advent I mean, it comes from the word, which means to uh, the coming of Christ. And so that, that sort of takes salvation history of the time before Christ, the anticipation uh, of the need for salvation, um, the preparation that's involved with that. And then, of course, the Christmas season is the actual birth of Christ. So as he comes into the world and, and we focus on that. Um, and then, of course, there's a, a season of ordinary time. Ordinary time is sort of... Um, in a certain sense, like the the Christian living their life uh, on the daily. And uh, so there's different things within ordinary time, but it's sort of like the the mystery um, uh, has taken place, but now you are supposed to be living that in, in the ordinariness of your life in an extraordinary way. And then, of course, you have the Lenten season, which we're going to talk about more, which is uh, a time of preparation for the Easter mysteries and a uh, time of conversion um, and, and the like. And then, of course, there's the Easter season where we're very specifically celebrating the resurrection of Christ, and there's a whole season dedicated to that. Um, and so the seasons are meant to sort of take us, um, take the life of Christ and the essential moments and salvation history and bring them he- into the here and now so that we can participate in them fully. And, and, and like it's like a deepening 
every time you can go through this, there's always something new to get out of it. There's always a rich treasure um, to it that that uh, can be unpacked and furthered uh, each time you kind of go through that. Mm. And uh, it's, it's always amazing to me is how they always seem to line up with the things in my life that are happening and the need uh, for me to be renewed in faith or to have deeper conversion or to enter into, uh, you know, the, the deeper uh, rejoicing of the mystery of God and the joy of it. Uh, they always sort of seem to fit together, which is really beautiful. Yeah. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. <coughs> Bless you. Uh. We may make one exception and cut that. Sneezes are unacceptable on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my soul was trying to get out of my body. <laughs> Pagan. False. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This is good. This is dead air. This is what we need. Um, Lenten season. Maybe it's living silence instead of dead air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the domestic um, church in Lent. Yeah, so, yeah. well, let me back up. Okay, so we, you got a kind of a, a picture of the uh, the seasons mm-hmm. um, and what they are. Um, but how could we, like, so they all line up. You said that they've lined up with what you need in that particular time of year before. Mm-hmm. But how can we, like, with intention, um, enter into these seasons and, like, pray with the church through this time of preparation and then time of celebration and sort of the ordinariness mm-hmm. and, again, preparation, the prayer fasting and almsgiving that we're going to talk about in Lent. Like, Sure. So yeah. how do you pray liturgically? Yes. Yeah. So first of all, that, that means um, that we are attending liturgy. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's an easy one, right? That we actually are living um, out our Catholic faith by attending Sunday mass. Um, and it's a helpful thing too. I, I think it'd be a great spiritual practice of at least once a week to make a daily mass if possible. Um, and what happens is when we enter into um, those liturgies, as we begin to follow um, those seasons by the prayers of the church, by the scriptural readings for the day, the lectionaries and the cycles of the lectionaries, um, we have various sort of memorials and feasts and solemnities and, and all of those things. So, so the first thing really to pray that well is to participate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and then another piece of that then is not just participating in that moment, but preparing for that moment during the course of your week. Uh, and so I would say reading the Sunday readings um, the week ahead of the coming Sunday was a great way of, of doing that. Um, I think um, some other ways that people do this is, uh, you know, having the calendar in the home, uh, decorating, right, the home in a way that fits the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way we do that in the church is ordinary time has green. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, Lent has uh, violet. Christmas has white. Um, often uh, people also include red in there. Uh, Easter is white. Um, you know, so you can use some of those color themes mm-hmm. and then also decorations that fit things. So Advent, for example, you might want to build as you get closer to Christmas. And so you could, you could reflect that you, obviously people will, will get the tree out, um, you know, at the beginning of the Christmas season and they might have it and they might not have lights on it yet. And then the second week you might add the lights and then the next week you might add the decorations. Um, then you might put up, um, various things. And then of course Christmas comes and you want it to be Christmas. So mm-hmm. maybe that's the time where you roll out all the stops and you put up, um, you know, all of the various decorations and, and for those two weeks of the Christmas season, um, and so you might have things in the home that reflect the liturgy itself, and that that may 
Um, um, you know, families do this differently. I know one of my favorite things that kind of drove this home for me, uh, I go, to, I used to go to a, uh, uh, family game day on Mary mother of God, uh, January 1st and a bunch of families would show up and, uh, they would pick a patron saint for the year and they'd draw it and they'd have to learn about that saint. And they would basically ask that saint to accompany them for the year, which is pretty cool. Um, for the Christmas season, they have this, um, beautiful sort of statue in the home, um, of St. Nicholas kneeling before the manger, right? Remembering that Christ is the reason that mm-hmm. we have Christmas, not St. Nicholas. Um, you know, and, and so there's different things that can sort of emphasize the themes or uh, the events in the life of Christ that we can incorporate in. Um, sometimes people will do this by having books that they'll read for spiritual reading that accompany them through those seasons as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's another helpful way of doing it. Um, so, so those are some ways. Um, I mean, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, the only thing that's been bouncing around my head this entire time is for the last two years, I've wanted to do a Catholic new year party, Mm. new year's party where we, uh, on Saturday before the first Sunday of Advent. Mm -hmm. So like four 30 or five, like right before sunset, we like have a pretend ball drop and celebrate the new liturgical year. Yeah. Um, That'd be cool. Yeah. But it always falls the weekend of Thanksgiving almost without fail. Mm-hmm. And so um, no one's here. <laughs> so it'd be a really lame New Year's party. <laughs> yeah, it seems fairly appropriate that Thanksgiving would, would coincide with the end of the year, a secular holiday. Well, it really wasn't originally secular. You included a Catholic Mass, the original Thanksgiving. Oh, day. yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, yeah, so praying the liturgical year, there's different things that we can do, and people get very creative with a lot of those things mm-hmm. um, to sort of enter into the things that the church is praying through and emphasizing. Uh, but first is participation. The second is matching sort of your home life to the life of uh, the bigger church, so the domestic church matching um, the larger church in that way. Um you know, the interior life as well that, um, you know, Mary ponders all these things in her heart. And so, you know, during the course of your prayer, so if you have your holy hour every day or a time of prayer every day, that you might set aside a portion of that time to consider the mystery of the season itself. So Advent is a time of preparation. It is a penitential season. Um, you might um, very particularly uh, consider where you need to, to devote more time for preparation for the coming of the Lord, to welcome Him, the things you're preoccupied with, intentionally setting them aside, uh, maybe adding additional prayer time, that sort of thing. Um, Christmas, to, to have that joy, you might um, have special ways that you celebrate uh, those days. I know some people have a little calendar that each day they do a different special thing to open up a little like door yeah. door on the and there's something inside and there's a little gift there you might just open one present a day or something um but something that celebrates the um <clears throat> you know uh progressively each of these things gives the emphasis or character of the season itself um you know the decorations uh those sorts of things um you know particular feast days in the year make time to go to mass for those even if they're not a, a holy of obligation you know so if you have a if your patron saint is um, St. Jude, right? That you would go to mass in, in October and the feast of Simon and Jude, mm-hmm. you know, um, on that day, you'd go to daily mass perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some different ideas. There's a lot more out there. Those are just sort of some of the things I've seen so yeah. far. I think that's a good transition into like the time of Lent. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I said, the theme for uh, life in the domestic church in the diocese of Austin is living Lent in the domestic church. Mm-hmm. Um, so, how can we participate in Lent well? Right. So uh, the Lenten season is a, a season of, of penance. So it's a, um, a season of 
preparation, primarily through fasting, right, uh, through prayer and through almsgiving. So pray, fast, give. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it, it began in the early church as a time for those who were unbaptized to prepare to become baptized um, and confirmation Eucharist enter into the fullness of communion with the Catholic Church. And the community as a whole said, we want to do that too. We want to accompany um, those who are doing this. Even though we're baptized, we want to deepen that baptismal commitment and that conversion, the ongoing conversion. Um, and so uh, the church has, has prayed the Lenten season in this way for a long time, right? <laughs> and uh, so, you know, the character then of, of um, you know, it, it all centers around being, being ready uh, to enter into the Easter mysteries. And it's a time of remembering baptism. So uh, one of the options in the liturgy is instead of the Nicene Constantinople Creed, um, which is the, the fuller creed from a later council, uh, combination kind of of the two, um, you know, to pray the Apostles' Creed, which is an earlier creed from an earlier council uh, that's a little more concise. And so mm-hmm. you might replace that because that's, the, that's what we use for the profession of faith of baptism. Right, and so it's meant to remind us of our baptism, um, of the continuing, uh, ongoing call to turn away from um, the life of of sin, right, to embrace a life of holiness, um, and so with that in mind, then prayer, fasting, and almsgiving are three of the primary tools that have been provided for us. Um, so, uh, sort of an inward, upward, and outward movement, right? So inward would be the prayer, right, okay. going into the inner room, uh, lifting mind and heart to God. Um, Fasting would be um, a, a sort of a freeing from undue attachment to earthly things, right? Um, often people will think this is, well, I'm going to cut out all the bad habits, but but really it's also, it's, that's that's just your baptismal promise period is to turn away from sin. Um, really fasting is meant to give up something that uh, is not a bad thing per se, mm-hmm. but something that's actually good, but to sacrifice it for the recognition of the greater spiritual good and to become more detached from those things. Right. So you're more free to enter into communion with God and with others. Yeah. Uh, and then almsgiving or giving um, is a way then of caring for the least among us. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so we want to kind of combine and interweave those practices into the Lenten season um, to do this in the home. Uh, so everyone's home life looks a little different. Right. So, for example, if you're a college student, your home is, um, you know, living in a dorm room and, you know, maybe your roommates are religious or not. Mm -hmm. um, How would you incorporate? So prayer. So I I would say, one, you have your private prayer, but you might invite um, your roommates to say, hey, look, you know, I'm doing my prayers tonight. You want to join me? And uh, that would be a beautiful way to to fulfill that purpose of a deeper intimacy with God and with one another and invite others into that. Um, if you're in your family, you, you might have your daily, uh, if you're already doing a family rosary, you might incorporate something in the Lenten season to say, um, like a short examine of conscience each night, right? To say, okay, where have I maybe uh, not loved God with my whole heart or my neighbor as myself? And mm-hmm. I need to repent of that and, and ask God's mercy. Um, so if that's not already a practice, you might incorporate something like that examine of conscience. Um, you can incorporate too, um, maybe a more regular time of confession during that season, Maybe your family goes once every two weeks during the Lenten season or something like that. 
Um, uh, so prayer, um, greater participation in life and sacraments. So that would be not only Sundays, but maybe you're going to add uh, multiple daily masses in there, or maybe uh, you might pick up the liturgy of the hours and pray that for part of the Lenten season, if that you're not accustomed to doing so. Um, certainly the rosary or the chapel divine mercy. Another big one is the stations of the cross. Mm-hmm. You could incorporate those things in the home. You don't have to wait to go to church to do those things. <laughs> you can do a lot of those things at home. Um, not mass, obviously. Um, Unless you're a priest. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there, you might pick up a spiritual book that's on the season, mm-hmm. and you might read a page of that each night with in your home with your family or your whoever's there and, and you know, go through that. Um, so that's that might be the prayer aspect of it. Uh, there's Again, there's many other creative things to do, but uh, f- fasting... Um, again, this isn't just giving up something that uh, is bad for you, like chocolates or mm-hmm. you know, or eating out or something. That could incorporate those things. Rather, it's thinking what things maybe am I overly attached to, or um, you know, are good for me, but uh, could be a sacrifice for me to give up. And um, you know, to choose not just like willy nilly, how do I feel today, but to, to have a really um, a plan that stretches you a little bit. You know, um, so I think. What I'm going to try to do is something we should probably already be doing um, is uh, Wednesdays and Fridays during Lent um, to fast and abstain from meat, right? Nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to try to incorporate it at level of fasting. Uh, for others, that might be things like uh, social media, right? Um, again, it's not just, I want to get rid of all these things. It's like, okay, this is legitimately a good when used properly, but I'm going to sacrifice something I want. Um, to be free of something mm-hmm. um, so I have more space in my life, more room in my life for love of God and the love of others. Um, you, you know, there's, you know there's, there's things that we do in our week. We don't consider that there is a cost of doing those things too. So that might not be social media, um, but it might be movies or other things where like when I choose to do that, I actually, um, I'm choosing not to enter into communion with God and with others. And so I'm going to intentionally fast from that to be more free to engage in these other things, to replace that with something good, something with God or something with other people. Um, and that's kind of the ideal of almsgiving, of yeah. giving, of, of using those things then in a way um, to give more of myself to God and uh, to give of myself to others. And that might be in your time in terms of volunteer work, it might be, be in your talent and gifts that you have, and it might be in your treasure, right? In a financial giving. So I think my goal this Lent is I'm going to um, give $50 each week to a particular cause is my, what I'm planning to do. Right. Nice. Um, and I'm going to try really hard to do that. <laughs> you know, so for, for me, the prayer is going to be, I'm not very good at making my daily rosary. And so I want to, I, you know, I really see the essential, you know, rosary is, is like of, of the, you know, popular devotions, you know, it's kind of high on that list. Right. Um, Mary recommends it herself <laughs> all the time, <laughs> all the time. And so uh, I'm going to do a daily rosary. Um, I'm going to fast on uh, Wednesdays and Fridays uh, and abstain from meat on those days. And then uh, I'm going to give $50 each week to a particular cause. That's what I'm going to try to do. Cool. And so we can do that in the home and make that a family event as well um, or a home event in some way. Um, And so fasting, you might do that with somebody and say this is what we're going to do as a family or as a group. Um, Or maybe consider if you don't have those who are going to participate in that, something that you can do in terms of fasting that makes you more available to those in your family. 
Yeah. Right. And then the almsgiving, um, again, you can do family service. Um, it might be a financial gift, then that would certainly recommend that. But it also might just be, um, we're going to go to the soup kitchen. We're going to um, do intercessory prayer today for those who are really hurting. And we're going to go see so-and-so who's sick and, and not doing well. Nice. Yeah. That's a pretty good plan. Nice. I, I have not put enough thought into how I'm going to um, celebrate Lent. Is that the right way? Yeah, celebrate. It's, it is a celebration. It's, it's not about being dour and sad all the time. That's yeah. not what it's about. Um, in fact, Lent done properly, I think you should probably become more joyful. Yeah, it's meant to unify us with God. And that's what mm-hmm. that does. So yeah. that's a good point. Now that $50 a week, any chance uh, that could go to maybe uh, an employee bonus fund? No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe someone who fundraises his own salary. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> cool. Well, um, Thank you so much for that, Father Craig. I sure. Think that, that Hope it's helpful. Gives a, a good picture of Lent. Um, mm-hmm. I appreciated how um, you painted this picture of like fasting in particular is not just a Catholic dieting. Um, that like we're not just doing this for the natural effect of it, but to, to make a sacrifice that uh, ultimately brings us closer to God, mm-hmm. right? Um, to detach us from worldly goods mm-hmm. um, and rely more upon God. So yeah. good stuff. It's good. Um, yeah, if uh, you have questions or topics that you would like to hear Father Craig and I discuss, please sh- be sure to send those in to podcast at txstatecatholic.org. Um, and we will be getting back to more um, of our viewer submitted questions very soon. So don't worry about that. Um, and then if you are not already plugged in to all the things happening here at Our Lady of Wisdom, please be sure to check out our Instagram at O-L-O-W-T-X-State. That's all we have for today. All right. Our Lady of Wisdom. Pray for us.